We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. How's everyone doing tonight? Woo! It's Wednesday. It's six o'clock somewhere. With John ready in his chair. And almost ten whole people watching from home. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? It's time for the Think So Joe Show! Yes, it is. It is time. Whether Laura likes it or not, it is time. For the Think So Joe show. I would put it off for an hour, but, you know, we, we've, got a, we've got a guest in a half an hour. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Yes, Rick, we do. Mr. Rick Horton of the Metal Onslaught is going to be on the show today, and he's going to be uh, talking about the metal... Uh, let, me, let me get this right here. Uh, the... Apparently, I didn't put the name of the show, but he's, he's going to be uh, talking about this show going on at the... F&A Rhythm and Booze, uh, 3 South Virginia Street in Waterloo, uh, with bands like the Burned Out Suns, Tyranitar, Cactus Cathedral, Ancient Crown, Floodlands, Haitian, Burnt Sun, Turbo Beast, and Patchwork Down. And that's 2 p.m. on Saturday, 21 and up after 9 p.m., and $10 at the door for all those bands. $10, man. Wow. $10. Man, we're playing stuff that's $10, and it's like three bands. <laughs> I mean, we're not, but, you know, it's theoretically possible. Yes. We did play last week. Yes, we had a couple of busy days last week. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into it. So so we, we podcasted Wednesday. Yes. We did band practice Thursday yes. instead of our usual Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We did a show Friday night. Yes, we did. Uh, for, for Karina, who... Uh, who said she she enjoyed all the covers, all the covers, all the covers, all the covers, including the the one we did at the end of the set, just for her. Uh, and then we like dropped stuff off, came back here, showered, and flew to Nashville. That yeah, was fun. Dude, it was it was it was uh, it, it was, was it was so worth it. It was so worth it. It sucked that we didn't sleep that much. But... No, but it was so worth it. I mean, I'm sure you probably... Did you get home and go, like, right to sleep from from after you dropped me off? I hit the pillow. I was knocked out. Yeah, dude. That, same with me. Like, as soon as you... Like, I got your text that you got home, and I'm just like, yeah. I got the text, and I died. <laughs> I was out, man. Just... Yeah. I tell nobody knock on my door. I won't answer. <laughs> yeah, I got... I, we, you're dropping me off, and my and my neighbor is like, hey, I can come fix that leak for you today. I'm like, I, no. No. <laughs> Maybe it'd try me in like a week, <laughs> but uh, but yeah no I uh, yeah we uh, we so we did a lot over the weekend and then we were still back at band practice on Tuesday yes so <laughs> with our new bass player yes so another Joe yeah two Forget, Joes in the band now it's uh it, like <laughs> bowling F O H what bowl. Bowling for something, yes. 19, Bowling for soup. Was it 1994? 1994, they just celebrated their 18th, 28th anniversary? Yeah, 28th. 28th. 
28 years of uh, apparently just going on stage and babbling for an hour in between I five songs. I still love them, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that was a... Yeah, anyway. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it was a... It was a good, 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 good weekend. Exhausting, yes. but good. good worth weekend. it. Well it wor worth it. It was worth it. Um, like, uh, we got to see the Johnny Cash Museum. That was cool. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it was banging on the freaking in the strip. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> like, we, we, Leland told Joe we had to try the chicken. Yeah, so we're at the show on Friday, and I'm outside. I'm talking to uh, I'm talking to Karina's mom actually, and Leland comes out, and I'm talking about we're going to Nashville. Leland's, you're getting, you're getting the chicken, right? I don't know what he. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about getting the chicken? I I'm like not making the connection. <laughs> and he's like, in Nashville, the hot chicken. You're getting the hot chicken. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're everybody's saying we need to get the hot chicken because Ryan was saying we need to hot uh, needed to try the hot chicken. Because that's like what Nashville's famous food is, right? So, yeah. uh, so Leland's like, yeah, you got to try this place called Party Fowl. I go there every time I'm na in Nashville. I love it, man. It's great. They got great hot chicken. Like, all right, cool. So we we get to the airport, and I punch in the address for well. So there's a Party Fowl in the airport, but we go there, and they're like, yeah, we're only serving drinks for like the next hour. So it's like, oh, I okay then. But I see a family and they're eating eating, eating, eating chicken. chicken. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so, so it's like, okay, if you're only serving, maybe, maybe, maybe they were out and they were getting more and they were making more, but they weren't serving, they weren't serving apparently is what they told us at the door. So we're like, all right, let's find one near, uh, Nissan stadium. So we go and we look up, you know, I, I look up party foul near Nissan stadium, find one, punch in the address and lift and the lift driver comes, gets us. Uh, the lift driver is a, is a pop, uh, a pop artist. He, uh, he sings, you know, he does, he does pop music. Uh, so I don't we, listen to pop music, but it was pretty dope. It was good, man. Uh, I, listened to, I listened to his stuff after I got home because I didn't end up putting it on on the airplane like I was intending to do. Uh, but I put it on when I got home. And good stuff. Uh, but he And he uh, also put our stuff on in the car. So he was listening to Living Brain Dead. We were listening to him. Uh, and... Uh, we're, we get to talking to him. I'm like, yeah, my buddy says, uh, you know, we got to go to this place called Party Fowl. He says, no, man, that's the worst. You don't want to go there. He's like, you want to go to this place called Prince's. It's the original. Like it, like, it is the original. You got these other places like Party Fowl. They're owned by white dudes who, like, you know, they put on a front that they're black-owned, but they're not. So you got to go to, you got to go to Prince's. It's the original. It's black-owned. Like, that's the place to go. And I said, how far is it from where we're going? Because we punched in for party fall. He said, listen, man, change your destination in the app. Change it to this, uh, you know, there, there's like this, this big like food, just this complex that is just all food and music. <laughs> so it's like, you got you to put it in this place. So we put it in that place. He's like, all right, here's what's going on. I'm going to drop you off at the back door. This is how you get to, uh, to Prince's from here. And then... Uh, to get to the stadium from here, you just, here's how you get to the stadium. You just walk. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, you know, you could, yeah. you could Uber there, but it'd probably be easier to just walk. So just, you know, here's how you get there. So, <laughs> so this dude, like, you know, really hooked us up, did a, like went above and beyond, you know, to, to make sure we, we're getting authentic Nashville hot chicken, you know, cause I, cause I it mean, was like, good. cause you figure like. You know, if this guy's coming up to Buffalo and somebody tells him, oh, dude, you got to go to fucking Wild Wings. 
or something, you know? And no, like, if, if, if you were driving him, you would be like, nah, man, you gotta go to like Duff's or Anchor yeah, Bar or Duff's. something. You know, like, <laughs> you can't, you can't go, like, no, nah, don't go there, go here. So it's like, man, you know, I'm gonna trust the dude from Nashville over the dude from Buffalo who has visited Nashville. So yeah, he, he got us there and food, the chicken was really good. Oh, yeah. Really good. Very hot, spicy, but good. And then uh, the place is right across the street from like Bridgestone Arena where the Preds play. Uh, and also, I didn't realize this until after the fact, uh, was it, it, the place is also right across the street from the historic Ryman Auditorium, the Grand Ole Opry. Like, holy yeah. shit, man. Like, if I would have realized that when we got there, I would have been like, yo, let's get the tour of the fucking Ryman Theater. If they were doing one, because uh, Turnpike Troubadours were playing there that night. Uh, we come to find out from a dude from Austin, Texas, who was in town for that show. Um, but, and and no, I absolutely do not recommend Wild Wings. <laughs> anyway, anyway so, uh, so, you know, but yeah, he gave us directions to the stadium and everything, and it, that just took us right up Broadway, right down the strip, so, like, we heard all the different bands playing all the different types of music, and then yes. you... You take a right on Third Avenue and you pass the Johnny Cash Museum, which was like we were talking about going there anyway. So it's like, oh, look, this is convenient. We can stop here. Let's go. So we went and uh, you had to you had to dump out your Coke or throw out your bottle. So uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll pay for this. Will you do that? <laughs> so uh, but we got to go in. We get to hang out and see uh, all this great Johnny Cash memorabilia and. Uh, it was it was cool, man. It was a good experience. Yeah. And then, like, right from there is, like, this pedestrian bridge that is, like, this steep incline and then a steep decline. So you, you're basically, you go up hills, up, uphill both ways. Um, but that takes you right to Nissan Stadium. And so uh, that was pretty cool. It took us a minute yeah. to find uh, find our seats. It did. But, but uh, We got there. We got there, and then the sun was out. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> So like, so, so like I post on Facebook, on Twitter rather, um, a picture of all the tarped off seats on the other side of the stadium. I've never, I've been to many WWE stadium events and I've never seen that many seats like tarped off. So it's like, I made some stupid comment making fun of people on the internet because people on the internet are like, oh look, half the buildings tarped off at this AEW show. Like, yeah, WWE does the same shit. And I'm still, like, as of yesterday, getting hate tweets about that tweet. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, somebody was like, you know, could you imagine you're sitting on the other side of the stadium in, like, the 300 level, and you're looking across at all these 100 level seats that you could have bought, but they're not open. And I said, I'll tell you what, man, I'm sitting in the 200 level, and I'm looking across at these tarped off seats, thinking, man, those are out of the sun, we we could have we could have been sitting there exactly. and been in the shade and not like being burnt to death in the sun. It felt like it was like a hundred degrees outside. It was it was warm that day. Yeah, it was cloudy for the most part. Then when the sun went down, it felt great. Oh yeah. But they had to turn on freaking lights and blind oh, us God to damn. death. WWE is notorious for that at, at these big chanting, stadium events. Turn off the lights. WWE is notorious for that at these big stadium events, like SummerSlam in particular, where they will have just a bright ass light shining right in the audience's oh, face. Yeah. 
Like to a point where the audience will chant, turn the lights off and start sending angry tweets and whatever. So we're, but, um, you know, it was, you know, they, I think they dimmed it a little bit because I was able to see better <laughs> after a couple of matches, but, uh, or maybe I just got used to it. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, a. Uh, you know, it was it was a good experience overall. We had a, we had good pe good people in our section. Oh yeah, we had some friends. Yeah, nice people in our section. Really cool to really cool to hang out with. Even the little kids were fucking cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> she could she couldn't see Edge coming out of the uh, the one little girl couldn't see Edge coming out of the the ramp. So I took a video from my phone of Edge coming out so she could see. So look at my phone. It's like. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even know you did that until you told me yesterday. Yeah, that's like, like that, that's so nice of you to do that for that kid. Like, sure. like yeah, man. Like like everybody in our section was just really cool. And then you see like Brock lift uh, Brock Lesnar lift the ring with a fucking forklift. Like what the fuck? I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not down there. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. All the way. I was I was. Uh, I saw a meme where it was like, imagine paying for front row seats and all you can see is the uh, is the bottom of the ring. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that kind of would have sucked if you were sitting like front row and you're just you're just looking at like the underneath of the ring after Brock Lesnar lifted it Why with a fucking tractor. Lifted, somebody lifted the ring. Somebody was actually under there, like horn struggle or. <laughs> it's like. So we get so we go back to the airport. Well, we we go back to the food place right after. Yeah. Cause like I figured that was probably gonna be the the uh, quietest place to pee. <laughs> Cause I can't do public restrooms really well. So I was like, all right, let's let's go back to the food place and then see how I feel after I use the bathroom. And then it was like, all right, you want to go back to the strip? You want to sit here watch this band? What do you want to do? We sat there, we watched this band play until uh, like they played until midnight. We got some more food, and we called our uh, called for a lift, but like. Um, I forgot where I was going with that story. Oh, so so we so we we do all that, and then we we finally call for a lift. We go back to the airport, figure out, yeah, you know, we'll just crash on the, we'll find a seat at the airport, and we'll just crash for a couple hours, uh, which all the seats were taken by the time we got there. So we're uh, we found a nice little spot on the floor, and I'm starting to doze off, and John goes, "Dude, that's Jimmy Hart." And so we, we, so I wake up. I'm like, "Holy shit, that is Jimmy Hart! You want to go get a picture? Let's go." I don't really want to bug him. Like, I no, and I'm the same way. I I am always like, I don't want to bug celebrities. Like I, I told you the story about like Jimmy Snooker being at my work, and I wouldn't, I didn't come over to talk to him because it was like he's just trying to fucking have some drinks, but like, uh, you know. He's just waiting for his boarding pass. He's probably just standing there bored. So it's like, so you know, and, and you gotta, you gotta approach him respectfully. So yeah. you go, I go up to him. Hey, Mister Hart, uh, would it be okay if we got a picture with you? I know it's like three a.m. Oh yeah, come on over, come on over. Nicest guy you ever. Oh man, he wanted. I, I swear, like if we weren't trying to be like super respectful and like give him his time and space, like he would have sat there and talked to us till the fucking oh, gates, yeah. like, till the gates opened. Like he was literally just like, oh, would you guys think of the main event? What, you know, what would you think? How did you, you know, Becky Lynch? Uh, they turned her. They turned her, and you know, people like her, so I think that's a good thing. You know, and yeah. he's just like having a great conversation with us, telling us he's going to go sign some autographs in Pennsylvania and. You know, great guy, great no, guy. He, really, I got to tell him the story that my ex-wife was sick of about uh, 
when I when I went to my first WWF show and uh, we were sitting front row, and somebody stole the glasses off his head, and put them on my aunt's chair, and he like completely stayed in character, yelling at security, "She stole my glasses, baby! She stole my glasses!" <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> he was very cool, very cool. So uh, you know. Uh, you know, you never know what to expect from uh, from a guy you bump into at three two thirty in the morning in the <laughs> airport. But uh, he was he was nice. He was just trying to beat the rush out of there, you know. <laughs> so yes, ba- Becky is back, but she's gone now. Yeah, she was back for like a year, and now she's gone again. Yeah, Where, she popped her shoulder out. Yeah. Now, since the video audience, Laura hasn't watched since the Thunderdome. Oh. I don't yeah. blame you. The Thunderdome was. Uh, it's getting better. You should watch it now. I'll tell you what. I mean, like, the Thunderdome was... It's not wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite, but it was a lot better than, like, the Performance Center, like, the first few weeks, like, before they started yeah. having the wrestlers in there as fans. Like, those empty Performance Center shows, ugh, just awful. You Like, so hard to watch. But the Thunderdome kind of felt more normal than like those empty performance center shows. But then but once live fans returned, it's like, ah, this is so much better. And uh you oh, know Triple H is And now and H. now Vince McMahon is gone and Triple H is running the running every like running creative, running talent relations. And the very first thing that happens at SummerSlam is is you know Bianca Belair beats Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch turns face, and Dakota Kai and Io Shirai come oh, back. Well. Uh, EO Sky, excuse me. EO Sky. Got to change those names. Uh, come back with Bailey, and it's like, oh, okay. That's some. That's it's going down. It's like Dakota Kai don't even fucking work here. What the hell? All right, and cool. Becky comes back and yeah. helps out. So uh, no, it was it was a it was a fun show. Uh, it was even more fun because I kept making you think that Theory was going to walk out with the with the with the Universal title. Don't even say his name in my presence. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> I want to punch him in his face. <laughs> you got those last couple of matches because you had the you had the Usos and the and the Street Profits. Yeah, you're you're bugging me. He's gonna come out. He's gonna come out in the main event. <laughs> you know, and then his music hits. What time? I um, I gotta tell Rick that we're gonna we'll call him uh, right after the first song break. Let me see, because he just messaged me. Uh, Let's see, we'll call you right after the first song break. So like 6.33-ish. That way we're not interrupting the song break with a phone call. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, but yeah, um, no, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty good show. I mean... Uh, you know, we we all you know we there was rumors swirling that something was gonna happen to the ring, because like they didn't have all the all the LED you know panels all over the ring, so they were like, you know, so, like something's gonna happen, and then the little girl that you were showing Edge on your phone, she was she told me she's like I just saw them loosening the ring over there, so, John, what was your arena seat made out of? Uh, plastic. <laughs> I uh, I I guess I don't know. Our our thing Ding. isn't our I thing isn't know. working to put a 
that's working. No, the thing to put the thing up on the thing isn't working. So, <laughs> the, on the screen here. Let's see if we can fix that too. Connect. Let's see if we can fix that. Sometimes that doesn't work. I don't know why. We're gonna have in the second uh, second segment here. We're gonna have uh, Mr. Rick Horton. He's gonna be talking about this upcoming show at uh, in Waterloo this weekend. Uh, she wants to know what type of plastic she needs to know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wasn't paying any attention to what the seats were. I was just like, you know what I liked was um, like you get the souvenir cup right from the from the concession stand, and then there's a Coke machine right up at the top of the stairs from our section, and you could go get free refills. You just go get them yourself. You don't even got to wait in line. That's cool. I like that. Why she wants you to be Pacific? She always I wants you to be Pacific I, about my answers. It's Laura. <laughs> who knows? Anyway, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked that. That was cool because I went and got drinks, and then it was like, wait, I could just go over here. Here's the thing about Nashville, though. Nashville is one of those towns where uh, every drink is Coke. If you ask for a Coke, don't do it. If you ask, if you ask for a Coke, what kind of Coke? And by that, they like, do you want a root beer Coke? Do you want a <laughs> Dr. Pepper Coke? It's all Coke. So I went, I, I went to go get the drinks at the, at SummerSlam. And I said, uh, I said, uh, yeah, let me get uh, two souvenir Cokes. And she goes, what kind of Cokes? And I said, eh, that's right. I'm in Nashville. Uh, Coca-Cola, please. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't see Pepsi anywhere on that trip. Except like the, except, uh, like the airports. <laughs> and not even like the Nashville, like the Buffalo airport had Pepsi. I didn't see any of the, Na it was like, it was all Coke products in the, in the Nashville airport and the Chicago airport. We weren't even at the good Chicago airport, man. We weren't at O'Hare. We were at fucking Midway. <laughs> Midway for five hours. Ah, oh, fuck. That was, that sucked. <laughs> five hours. Five hours and $400 later, we're on the way to Nashville. We did get to sleep for that, though, when we were stuck there. We did. We got a little nap. That was that was nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. After that flight from that from from Chicago to Nashville, I was like refreshed, ready to go, ready. Then we, to... we, then we got on the plane to go to Nashville. We both passed out at different times. You missed uh you you missed the drinks. I missed the snacks because I was knocked <laughs> That's right. out. We were in different. We were in. Uh, we weren't like seated anywhere near each other on like our first two flights. Yeah. So I passed out during snack time. He passed out during drink time. So I got my snacks. You, I didn't get a drink with with my snacks though. No. <laughs> I may try to sit up the next flight. Oh, my snack. My <laughs> drink. John's like clockwork orange style. As good as I is. I'm getting this, I'm getting these snacks. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I felt so refreshed after that flight from Chicago to Nashville. Oh, yeah. I was, like, ready to tackle Music City, man. Like, let's go. We are at Summers, and we were like, why are we not tired? Like, let's go. I, I think I was, like, kind of nodding off a little bit before the show actually started. Oh, <laughs> then I was hiding you, I was hiding behind you. Oh, the fuck, the bee. So... So John is terrified of spiders. And bees. And, and spiders don't bother me. Spiders, bees, snakes. 
I am terrified of bees, and there's a bee, and John is hiding behind me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Use you as a shield. <laughs> Sacrifice, buddy. Sacrifice. I'm just, I'm just standing there trying to be calm. Like, fuck this bee, fuck this bee, fuck this bee. <laughs> I was telling you, uh, when we were going to practice yesterday, I was telling you about uh, WCW Nitro for PlayStation, and the beehive level. That's stupid. The beehive arena where there's That's bees stupid. and shit flying around, the f giant bees, and it's buzzing. And I literally bought that game right after I told you about that. I bought like three wrestling games for, for PlayStation right <laughs> while we were in the car yesterday. Did you buy the actual game again? I did. I bought Nitro. I bought uh, WCW versus the World. And I bought ECW Hardcore Revolution. And, I bought, and there was like a board game game because it was like buy three, get one free. WCW, what were you thinking making that? <laughs> what kind of drugs that you were on? Tell uh, me. Man. Yeah, that, I... I need to know. I just... I, I, I don't know why, why, why. And I played it once and I was like, no. Done with this one. <laughs> John looks so... You look betrayed. I don't, like betrayed? Uh, betrayed over what? I, I which part? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so snakes too, huh? Yes. I I I, I had a snake in my oh, hand. Oh, when I once. bought the when I bought the game, you look betrayed because I bought WCW Nitro for PlayStation. I was showing you like video from that game, like all the fucking wrestler rants and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I did date this uh, one girl. Um, she had pet snakes. Okay. And she put the snake in my hand and was looking at me. I, I just don't like snakes. I just thought it's going to bite me. <laughs> Does it feel weird? I'm afraid of snakes, spiders, and bees. That's it. I, I could kill a spider. I'll kill him. But if he's on me, I'm like You a literally, girl. you killed my buddy that was living in the bathroom. Oh, he came down. He was ready for to die. He was ready to die. <laughs> I set Brian on. That was it. I killed him before we I, went to I, the airport. He lives on the ceiling, and then I would see him occasionally. I'd be like, yo, stay up there, and we're cool. <laughs> no, we didn't want to stay down there, stay up there for me. He came down, I took my shoe, and that was it. Like, he was uh, like, hey, man, you don't live here. What are you doing in my shower? <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was like, well, I live here now for a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I can't do bees, man. Bees terrify me. <laughs> The spider could smell your fear. It did. <laughs> yeah, bees ter have always oh, terrified me. Bees, yeah, bees on me. Uh, spider snakes. I, I, I'm gonna scream like a little girl. Dude, I was outside the one night, and I'll I, kill I'm it. outside the one night, and I'm like trying to go back in the house, and there's a bee. I'm like, sorry, Laura. <laughs> there's a bee like an inch away from my screen door handle, and I'm just like. Just very slowly trying to reach over and open the fucking door. I'm like reaching. Do I got my keys? Can I go in the side door? <laughs> and not the fact. After I dropped you off, like I told you. Yeah. After I was going home, we were driving in, in my car. The whole entire time with the spider bigger than my fist. It was huge. <laughs> it was coming. In. I had to pull over. I get out the third way. I had to kill it right there. That was it. Mm -mm. I was not going to get in an accident because I didn't know that thing was in my car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been sitting in my driveway. I've never been driving it. Right. 
And by the way, by the way, by no, the way, no crutches. I'm healed. <laughs> I can walk. John's at band practice last night. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing the double kick for a while. He's double kicking. I'm like, that, so how's your foot feel? Not good. It's still sore. I'm still trying to get used to walking on it. But yeah, yeah it, it didn't feel too good. I got drums now. I'm, I'm learning. I'm going to teach myself how to play drums. <laughs> you got drums. Yeah. Oh, now it could totally be like Wayne's World. You got the drumsticks, I get the guitars. <laughs> We're like going through the airport. You're like, man, it's too bad we don't have $5,000. <laughs> we got $5,000. We got $5,000. Oh, man. man but... It sucks we're not going to go see Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We got to see it. We got like that Earl band that was. Smith. I'll tell you what, man. That band that was playing at that food joint. They were. They were. They were good. They were fucking phenomenal. They were playing all what? What was it? Uh, like all the funk songs, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were bringing, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Purple Rain. Yeah. They brought the funk, man. We, the band that was playing earlier. I don't know if it was the same band or a different band or whatever, but like the band that was playing earlier was playing like uptown funk. It was playing all kinds of. Drumsticks, you know. oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, like any, oh, yeah. like like just walking up walking up Broadway, it's like every single bar you pass, there's a band playing. Every bar, if punk rock, country, I think we heard like country two, band doing Blink One Eighty Two, all the small things. I'd say we heard a couple of different versions of all the small things. Yeah, <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two. Um, yeah. And then, like every like every other bar is owned by a fucking musician, there's so, and, 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 and there's one owned by Kid Rock. They're selling <laughs> weed on the street, man. Yeah, the fucking little dispensary cart. <laughs> they got a couple, couple of fucking, uh, couple of a uh, couple of carts of like dispensary carts. You can just buy weed right on the streets. That's cool. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it was, it, dude. We're 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 definitely going back to Nashville. We're playing. Yeah, playing or not, us. we're going back to Nashville. We're huh? going back to Nashville either way. I'm literally play. like, I need to look at the Sabres schedule and figure out when I'm going to Nashville to see the Sabres play at Bridgestone. Like, <laughs> I used to uh, probably helps the local food joints too. The 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 weed dispensary carts on the streets there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, we're, we're going to get to a song break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Rick Horton of the Metal Onslaught about this upcoming show he's got going on this Saturday. Uh, and right now we're going to play a song from a band called Anchor, who are playing with the random guy in the back this weekend. Uh, he is, uh, so it's Sunday at Mohawk Place, 47 East Mohawk Street in Buffalo. Uh, the Stolen with Range Life, Quit Yourself, Wasted Reject, and this band, they're called Anchor, on all WNY, think so, Joe Show.
That was Anchor and that song called Distancing on all WNY Think So Joe show. You can catch them this Sunday at Mohawk Place opening up for The Stolen along with Range Life, Quit Yourself, and Wasted Reject. Doors at 6.30. It's 18 and up, $12 pre-sale, $15 day of show. Uh, and again, that's at Mohawk Place, 47 East Mohawk Street in Buffalo, New York. Uh, we're going to give a call out to uh, Mr. Rick Horton right now. Let's... Uh, See if we can get Rick on the line. Yeah, it's Skype Skype music's funky, man. <laughs> Hello, Rick. I think we have he answered. <laughs> uh, it says his mic is not uh says his mic is muted. <laughs> It's always the fun part. <laughs> uh, Rick, if you can hear me, man, your mic uh, appears to be muted. There it goes. Yeah, that's what, that's what we were just saying. So. <laughs> All right. Get you some more volume on our end here, and uh, there we go. Okay, so you got a, you got a big show coming up this Saturday. Uh, 2019, I did one of these at um, Don Solier's in Clyde, New York, and that was the uh, a place that we had done Finger Lights Metal Fest at for for so long. And well, Finger Lights Metal Fest, it, it's still around. I'm not a part of it, but you know, it, 
it's still around, but somebody else runs that building and they're not keen on metal shows. <laughs> so it, it's been a process to, uh, to get this to where I have it right now. But regardless, it's happening and I'm happy as hell that it's happening. The show is happening at FNA's Rhythm and Booze, 3 South Virginia Street in Waterloo. Uh, mm-hmm. You got uh, quite a few bands. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Was that 10 bands? Yeah, 10 bands. Okay, 10 bands, and it's $10, which is an incredible value. Yeah, a dollar a band. Yeah. And uh, honestly, you know, this lineup is, is worth more than that, but if this price help helps get heads in the door, I'm all for it. Absolutely. You know, if we've got a ton of great talent in this, in this uh, local community of ours, right? Everywhere from Buffalo and Syracuse and in between, you know, so, mm-hmm. and, and I actually have somebody from Long Island playing at, at this one as well. Uh, monochromatic black which is actually the band we're playing on the show. So this is a rare instance of us not playing a Western New York band. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're from Long Island. I've, I've seen them three times. They played um, one of my shows, again, 2019. Uh, I did a, a Halloween show at Montage Music Hall, and they were one of the bands that was on it. And extremely cool people. I'm glad that I was able to bring them back and have them on this. And uh, yeah, the, the lineup goes like, like this for Saturday. Um, how The order of the bands, how they're playing. But Patchwork Down, who are like Ithaca, Watkins Glen. Uh, three quarters of that band used to be a band called Ironclad. And actually before that, they were a band called Patchwork Down. So Patchwork Down kind of, you know, made its way back. Uh, then we have Turbo Beast, who I want to say are out, either out of Elmira or Binghamton. Uh, crossover Thrash Metal. Um, yeah, and I, I haven't seen this band before, so I'm looking forward to watching them. Um, there, there's bands I know on this, and there's bands I haven't worked with before on this, so... It's very interesting. Then I have Burnt Sun, who are a stoner rock doom band from out of Rochester, New York. Uh, the drummer from that band is also in Fox 45, who are out of Rochester. Then I have Haitian, who are a fairly new band out of Rochester that do prog metal like Tool. Um, after them, I have Floodlands for a sludge metal band out of uh, Binghamton area. Then I have Ancient Crown for from Oswego. Cactus Cathedral, another stoner rock band. I've worked with these guys before. Uh, a few of these bands I've worked with before. Floodlands and Ancient Crown have been on previous shows of mine as well. And then Monochromatic Black after Cactus Cathedral, who are a progressive deathcore band. Then I have Tyranitar, who are a Viking metal band out of Rochester. And then the Burned Out Sons are actually from Seneca Falls, Waterloo area. And they're, 
they're kind of like one of those bands like Dreadnecks that's hard to describe. Okay. <laughs> so, like it's, it could be like a cross between punk and grunge rock, and then like it could be like Beatles and Led Zeppelin. Okay. So it, it so it kind of goes all over, but it it's good that it goes all over. So you have two bands on. You have a, a band called Burnt Sun. And then you have a yep. band called the Burned Out Sons. Yes, but they're not playing back to back. <laughs> that would be confusing. That, that's that's what we were just saying. Like yeah. that would be like us being uh, on a band with a on a bill with a band called like uh, you know the Living Dead or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say there's one that's called Living Dead Girl that's reminds me of the Rob Zombie song. Right. But yeah, I, I did one of these uh, in 2019 at Don Salier's, and obviously the the pandemic ha happened and put a damper on things. And sure. it, you know, the last couple of years it was kind of iffy on whether I should try and do one or not. So this year we finally got back around to doing it, and it was it was a process. It was uh, it was originally going to be I tried for Don Salier's. But the people who run that now, again, weren't keen on really having metal shows there. So that is what it is. And they, they had kind of changed the way they did things, like the, the setup in there. So it wouldn't have worked. Right. Like the, the spot that we used to have, it, they made it into a game room. So, so it would have been hard to have bands play in there. So th then it was going to be at Photo City in Rochester. And that kind of fell apart. And FNAs I've been doing shows at since 2016. So I was like, why don't I, I just ask and see if I can do it here? And they were more than open about doing it because the, the shows have been going over pretty well there that I've been having. Like, there's not, there's not a lot of competition out there. Whereas in, you know, say Rochester or something, Rochester has the tendency to book three three or four metal shows in one night. Right. <laughs> you know, and there's like Montage Music Hall, Bug Jar, Photo City, Monty's Crown, or Rosen Crown, whatever it's called now. And like a couple of weeks ago, they had like four or five metal shows going all at one time, but all of them had decent turnouts, which is good. You know, it's good yeah. to see our local community thrive and, and checking out the bands that, that we have in the area. Absolutely. It's great to see people uh, finally, you know, coming back to shows and, and getting back to, you know, living life after being kind of in a house for two years and not being able to do these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad to have it back. I mean, I've been back at it since the middle of 2021, I want to say, or at least summertime of 2021. And I've had three shows at FNAs uh, before this one that's ha happening now. I had one in October of last year, and then I had, I, I do a birthday bash just about every year that we're able to, and I had one of those last year, and then uh, this year I had my first one in April, and now we're having the festival show this Saturday. And uh, 
doors open at two for this one, two in the afternoon, and Patchwork Down starts it off at three o'clock. And bands that, if everything goes smoothly, we should be out of there around one o'clock. But that's everything going smoothly with right. 10 day. <laughs> so probably still be like one thirty or something. Yeah, we, we just played a show on Friday and we we're like, we have to be out of here because we got a flight to catch in the morning. And we were just hoping everything went on time. And we kind of lucked out because one of the bands dropped off and we were like, oh, good. We'll be out of here way on time. But, you know, we were kind of like, this is going to be close. We got to be out of here. By, and, and we got the in-ears now. So we're like kind of stuck there through the whole show. <laughs> so Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know a couple of bands that do, do things that way with the in-ears and then they... Uh... They also, like my friends in Drama Screen, they don't bring their amps. They just play through the board. Yep, that's what we do. So, so it's uh, it's definitely tons easier. Not a lot of setup, just like, you know, drums and getting everything tuned in the way that you want it. So how do you, as an old school metalhead, how do you, how do you feel about uh, bands using digital gear instead of like half stacks and marshals and <laughs> all that fun um, stuff? You see, to me, it, does, it doesn't really sound different. And if the bands are happy with it, and for the most part, for me, like, okay, per se, when we did Metal Fest, that was a voting process to get the bands on it. And a lot of the bands, you know, brought their own gear and there was a lot of amps and stuff getting sw switched around and all that stuff. And I don't know. I think, you know, the, the less gear, the, the better. But at the same time, if the people in the crowd are vibing to everything that's going on, the thoughts and opinion of, of like one person... It's just that the thoughts and opinion of one, one person, you know, the, uh, you know, I could say, Oh, I like it better like this, or I like it better like that. But right. it's for the most part, man, what, whatever sounds good to the people watching the show, if they're all vibing with it, I'm perfectly fine with it. I'll tell you, since I started playing digital, like I've had people come up to me before sets, like you're playing through that. And then after the sets, like, Oh, I need, what's that thing you're playing through? I got to get one of those, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely easier. Like, that's, that's like, I've got my stuff all kind of condensed into one box, so I just open the lid, plug things in, I'm good to go. Uh, it definitely helps with the transition, and it sounds, to me, just as good. I'm, I know there's some people out there who swear they can hear the difference, but I certainly can't. Yeah. Yeah, I, um... You know, coming from the old school, and I know, like, everybody's like, oh, Mesa Boogie and Marshall and all the, all this, but, you know, we also get older, and, like, carrying heavy-ass gear isn't, you know, what it's cracked up to be when you're 40-something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I, I was carrying, when I was in a metal band, I was carrying around a half stack, and I was like, I need to, you know, my, my guitar, my other guitar player shows up with a, a 112 combo amp that is mm -hmm. blowing my half stack away. <laughs> and I'm just like, why am I carrying this big ass thing? And then like, I, I ended up trading for like a 212 combo and then I, I, I was out of music for the longest time and finally uh, I was getting back into it. I saw somebody, uh, one of the members of Kennedy Carpool 
I uh, was playing through a little tiny stomp box. I said, what are you playing through? He says, oh, this, this thing, it's called Nachek Stomp. It's like 600 bucks. I got it. it, it has all my, you know, it has the amps and everything in it. And his, his other guitar player in the band has, uh, has one of those Kempers, you know, or the Axe Effects or whatever, like the actual, like, you know, really expensive one that like every, yeah. you know, all the, all the big bands use. I said, Johnny, how much do you pay for that? He says, 1500 bucks. I'm like, and that $600 thing, thing does pretty much the same thing? He says, yep. So, so I started off with the sixteen. I got a I got a fifteen hundred dollar thing now, but that's <laughs> kind of outgrew the six hundred dollar one. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's uh, you know that's that's kind of like a lot of old school metalheads are kind of are, are kind of you know set in their ways. Yeah. Of of like uh, you know like no, this band I like can't change, and no, the you you have to have a Marshall stack on stage. You know. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's like it's like that with with their amps, and it's also like that, like, like all the online comments that like, like the people that go online to bash things just to bash them. Sure. That that gets. I read it. I don't get involved with it because it just seems like a an argument that'll continue forever. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of my mentality. Is like I could chime in here, but I don't want to get the notifications. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. want to put the energy into it. You know, like you know, and and like you know, you got like this resurgence of Metallica with the Stranger Things. Uh, you yeah. know, having Master of Puppets and Stranger Things, and you got people like, well, I liked Metallica back when that album came out. You you're just a poser, you know, like, and you got Metallica. You got Metallica straight up. Like, I got into Metallica in 96 with Load, you know? So, like, yeah. you got Metallica now coming out. Like, guys, it doesn't matter what got them into this. They're part of the family now. Like, yeah. Like, they like the music. That's going to let, that's going to get them to listen to, like, Kill 'em All and Ride the Lightning and, and Justice for All and all that. Like, like, so who cares what got them into it? If they're into it, they're into it. Exactly. You know, everybody starts somewhere. You know, um, we probably had this discussion the last the last time that I talked with you and Karina. But you know, the thing that got me into checking out hard rock and metal was Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Now, I that record is a a classic record, but I am extremely burnt out on that record just because of classic rock radio. Sure. <laughs> Uh, However, my my, my co-host here, who's who's very quiet, he is here, John. He uh, he kind of looks like Axl Rose, and he is uh, he is uh, he says every time he turns on the the stereo in his car, he hears "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah, oh. <laughs> <Your> nation. <laughs> yeah, you want to know what's weird? They they used the Thor movie that just came out. Yeah, they used Guns and Roses for the Thor movie. And yeah, you would think. You would think for a Thor movie they would use something like a Marth. <laughs> but it is Disney, so it probably makes sense that they're right. using Guns N' Roses. Although, Appetite for Destruction was a very vulgar record. For sure, I uh, that, like that was. I, I for me, like I will change the station if Sweet Child of Mine comes on because that song is just way way too overplayed and it's same like you know metallica's my favorite band but if i hear enter sandman i'm flipping the <laughs> i'm flipping to something else like yeah mm -hmm. 
Like, I, I, give me the deep cuts. Give me Rocket Queen off of Appetite, you know? Like, uh, you know, so, something is one of those deeper cuts. Not, not, you know, not Welcome to the Jungle, not Sweet Child of Mine. Or Paradise City. <laughs> Paradise City. Paradise, Another where, one. Where, where did that come on the other day? We were out. We were out. You, you left the room and you came back in. And I, oh, no, we were at Stamps. We were getting ready for, you went out to get your drums. And I come out, and Paradise City was playing on the on the over the over yeah, the yeah, to grab my drums. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely like those those three singles. Like I can I can take I like I can listen to Welcome to the Jungle, like all day, but it's yeah. still like way overplayed. Yeah, yes. But for but for me, I mean, what got me into hard rock and heavy metal was like uh, Rage Against the Machine and White Zombie, and seeing. Uh, you know, like the Evil Empire era Rage Against the Machine videos and seeing, uh, you know, more human than human on MTV. And like, yep. you know, and at the same time, I was meeting this dude who was like really into this band called Metallica. And like, we're going to our uh, third Metallica show together uh, this uh, actually next week, next Thursday. So, uh, is that the, the Buffalo Stadium? That's the Buffalo one. And then uh, I also got the tickets for Pittsburgh. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, I saw, they I were saw the first you. band I ever seen in concert. They were my first, too, um, with, with Corrosion of Conformity back in 97 at the, uh, at the, at the uh, what's now the Key Bank Center yep. here in Buffalo. I saw them. It was my first show. I was 15. My friends took me to the show. They said, uh, I said, where's our seats? And they said, seats? Like, dude, no, we got general admission. We're on the floor. We go wherever we want. And I, that was like a brand new concept to me then. And funny enough, it was it was my buddy that I'm going with to this next show that had bought the tickets, and I asked him that. And so I I bought I bought tickets for all of us, and I said, "Yeah, dude, I I, I got you tickets." Like I hooked him up because he didn't have the money, so I was like, "All right, I bought you the tickets. Just pay me before the show." So I bought him the tickets. He says, "Where's my seats?" I said, "Dude, I've been waiting 25 years to say this to you." <laughs> 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 so. Uh, you know, we got, we got the floor. So, you know, it's me and him and my cousin. We went to, I, we went to my first Metallica show together and my second one. Uh, and, okay. and my buddy's just been like, Oh, I want to go with you and you and your cousin to a Metallica show one more time. And then they announced the Buffalo show. I said, there you go. We're going, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, I had seen them with Aerosmith and the black crows and it was the end of the injustice tour. Oh, wow. And this was Rochester at Silver Stadium, where the Rochester Red Wings used to play. Okay. And I was 14, uh, just going on to eighth grade. And, yeah, I was in my glory watching Metallica. <laughs> and Aerosmith and the Crows were, were great, but Aerosmith, after watching Metallica, seemed very, <laughs> well, while they were entertaining, they were very bland right. after watching Metallica. Right, right. So, I've, I'm, these are going to be my eighth and ninth Metallica shows, my fourth and fifth in the past year, because I went to the two in San Francisco and the one in Vegas. Yeah. So, so uh, I've been kind of trying to, uh, kind of following them around the country, and if I didn't have a show the other night, I probably would have went to Chicago to see them too, but <laughs> had that show. So I was like, eh, no, I think I don't want to go to Chicago, fly back home, play a show, then fly to Nashville. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, yeah. crazy I, enough weekend. I've got, I've got two shows before Metal Meltdown on Saturday. I'm going to watch Crowbar in Rochester tomorrow. 
and then I'm going to watch um, Oceano and Entheos and ba- with some friends of mine bound and quartered who okay. are out in the corning area. Uh, they're opening that show, so I'm I'm going to check that out. And then I have Metal Meltdown on, on Saturday, and then a couple of days after, Goat Horse in Syracuse. Oh, wow. Busy weekend. I'm probably also going to try and go to shows every day this weekend and uh, before heading to Metallica on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I know I saw uh, you at uh, where did I see you? Dropkick Murphys, right up at yeah. the up at the Armory out there. Yep. Uh, oddly enough, I'm wearing that shirt that I bought there. <laughs> that, those guys are great, man. I love I love that band. That was a good show. I I'm just I'm not a huge fan of the venue I, w- I wasn't to begin with because of the sound and i guess there there's some kind of like political issue where people don't want to deal with them anymore either but like uh I, i'm not overly familiar with what that was all about but like i the two times i've been there i wasn't a fan of the sound at the armory so yeah we were um we were thinking about going to anthrax there and i was like you know i like bls i don't mind hate breed I love Anthrax, but I can't stand the Armory. <laughs> yeah, right. So and, uh, did I see at the at uh, and uh, Killthrax at the Dome? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Yeah, I saw you there. I, I, I think that's you. where we. I think that's where we officially met. Uh, that you might be correct. I know Karina had known you for a while, and then she introduced yep. me to you, and then she shot me a message last night to see to tell me you had the show coming up and uh, asked if I wanted to get you on the show. And I said, yeah, let's, let's get him on the show. Let's talk about this uh, upcoming show this weekend and uh, hopefully get some, uh, get some folks interested. And, uh, yeah, you know, and the, uh, the sharing for the, for the show, like the, fl- the flyer, like online and all that, like all, all the bands have been like, sure. I'll make a post pretty much a daily post because I'll tag all the bands and then they'll go, mo- the majority of the bands will go through and either share that post or make their own to say, hey, you know, we have this coming up. We'd love to see you out there. So when you have the, the bands behind what you're doing, you Absolutely. Know, so for you bands, a- for you bands watching right now, that's how you do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I know there are definitely some bands out there that will do the bare minimum. So it's, yeah, it's cool the, that all these bands are, are jumping right on to promote this for you. Yeah, I've, I've worked with bands that will promote it either the week of or the day of. And then I've worked with bands, you know, the last couple of shows, like the bands have been like insanely pumped about wanting to do this, you know, and... I actually have a funny story about about this because we had originally uh, Patchwork Down and Tyranitar weren't a part of this show. I had Dreadnecks and Anthropic, and they both had to pull out for unforeseen reasons. Right. So you know that's the way it goes and how things work. And I was lo- looking for actual bands you know i want i wanted actual bands to take the place of other bands and i had this guy that was a noise act that asked me if if he could come come on and play and i was like it's not really what i'm looking for for this i'm actually looking for a band 
and he didn't get upset about it, but somebody else that used to be in a band sent me a message calling me, you know, <laughs> telling me that I was a piece of shit because I didn't put this guy on the show. Oh, jeez. And and told me I was a thug for how I how I booked my shows and and then <laughs> just said a bunch of other stuff, you know. And I was just kind of like, I could answer this guy back, you know, if he right. had caught me twenty years ago. I would have been full tilt going for it, you know, but at 46 years old, I'm like, you can have your problems with it. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. It's your show. It's your business, how you handle the show. And if, and, exactly. and if it's not part of your, if it's not part of your vision, yeah. you know, obviously you're going to explore other options and that, that makes sense to me. I don't know why it doesn't make sense to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what his problem was, and, you know, I'm just going to let it be what it is, you know, can't please everybody. Right. Uh, as, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if, uh, sometimes if you're making people unhappy, maybe you're doing your job right. I got, uh, we got Kirsten in our chat here. She says, uh, we have some of those trouble starters in Rochester right now, which I'm sure, uh, given yeah. your, your booking area there, that's, that's probably, uh, <laughs> that might be one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the Rochester bands, I really don't have a ton of problems with this. This guy was like a, a out of town band. I'm not going to okay. use names or whatever, because sure. that that's pointless, but he, uh, yeah, I, I came back in from watching AEW one night and I, get this message from this guy who was completely kicked off about the way I did things. And I was like, all right, then what sparked this? And then I'm, then he's on his page saying, you know what? F Rick Horton and all of his shows and <laughs> everything that he does. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I guess somebody's getting blocked. I guess. <laughs> all right. But I, I love the band. So I'm right. I'm ready for this show and I hope to see a ton of people out there and thank you guys for giving me this time to promote it. Absolutely. Rick. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime you got anything thank to promote, you. just let me know and we'll, we'll, we'll get you right back on. All right, man. Have a good rest of your show. Thank you. Thanks man. You're Take welcome. care. Thank you. Take care, bud. See ya. All right. That was Rick Horton. He's going to be uh, promoting the uh, metal Meltdown this Saturday at FNA's Rhythm and Booze, 3 South Virginia Street, Waterloo, New York. Uh, doors there at 2, music's at 3, it's 21 up after 9 p.m. So before that, I, I meant to ask if it was all ages, but I didn't get a chance to. Uh, $10 at the door for 10 bands, that's incredible. Uh, and this is one of those bands. This is Monochromatic Black, and this song is called Sadist on all WNY, Think So Joe Show. By the way, this song's heavy.
right, that was Monochromatic Black on all WNY Think So Joe show. There we are. <laughs> uh, they were that, dope. that song called Sadist. They are playing at the Metal Meltdown this weekend that we were just, metal uh, meltdown. just talking to Rick Horton before the break about, and that is uh, Saturday at F&A Rhythm and Booze, 3 South Virginia Street in Waterloo. Uh, and other bands on that bill include the Burned Out Suns, Tyranitar, Cactus Cathedral, Ancient Crown, Floodlands, Hyshin, Burnt Sun, Turbo Beast, and Patchwork Down. That's 2 p.m. Uh, for Doors, 3 o'clock music starts, 21 and up after 9 p.m., and it's $10 for 10 bands. Can't beat that. No, I mean, even if you don't want to sit through 10 bands, if you just want to go catch, like, two or three bands, three 10 bucks is still a good... Good, yeah. good value, man, for for a show. Hell yeah! So, uh, Rick just actually tagged us in a post on Facebook. Tag me in a post. Uh, I already saw John Johnson's post. That's not what I was looking for. John Johnson sent us a uh, picture of him wearing his Ask John T-shirt, that you could get on merch.thinksojoe.com. Says thank you to Joe Kent and Company at the Think So Joe podcast for letting me promote Metal Meltdown. Looking forward to this weekend's festivities and what it brings. Hope to see you there. There you go. The big thank you to Rick Horton for jumping on and doing this interview with us. We uh, just arranged this all last night. <laughs> I was uh, we're at band practice. Karina's texting me. She's thanking us for playing the uh, for playing the show and uh, saying she loved all the covers we played. <laughs> we uh, we we had this all planned out. We because uh, we're doing an '80s covers EP. And so the plan was we were going to, like, rip through three songs. And then I was going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, shout out to the other bands, blah, blah, blah. And uh, happy birthday to Karina. Oh, and uh, by the way, this song's off our 80s covers EP, which would make everybody think we were going to play Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley, which yeah, we did. Yeah, that's what she obviously think what's going to happen. So she just yells, hey, fuck you. And Kitty <laughs> goes, fuck you, too. And then we played uh, Dead or Alive, You Spin Me. Yes. Uh, and and then we closed the set with uh, Never Gonna Give You Up, and she was she was right in front of us dancing and having the time of her life. And I gave her her, her birthday present, which was a, uh, a, a cassette copy of Rick Astley's album that had Never Gonna Give You Up on it. <laughs> Whenever so, You Need Somebody, that's the album. When we said we weren't going to play that song, we weren't going to play that song. We just knew, we pretty much just gave we it didn't away. We didn't put it on the set list. The closest thing we had on the set list was the set list said, uh, we're no stranger to set lists. Because, <laughs> you know, we got to put a pun on every single set list. So I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to put. And we were like discussing it and just like everything that came up in the group chat was just like four or five lines. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We're no stranger to set lists. <laughs> <laughs> John, has anyone ever asked you a question? Asks Laura. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> John said he got a frame for his shirt after he gets it back from us uh, when we sign it, and he's going to put it in his daughter's room. That's cool. <laughs> I was just thinking today, like, hey, we never got that shirt in the mail to sign. <laughs> so I'm glad he got it, and uh, oh, we should be getting it soon to sign it. Looks and... great, though. Looks great. We should have covered Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. It's not on the list. That didn't come up. We don't have any George, we don't have any George Michael in our list. No. Any, none of, no Wham. Nah, we're, we're uh, we, we need some 
twisted sister. But Some twisted know. sister, yeah. It's gonna be a good set. It's gonna be a good EP. Mix it's gonna be like seven songs, so it's gonna be expensive to pay for all those fucking cover licenses. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? We recorded two. We've got two recorded, so we're waiting for uh, vocals on those, and then uh, hopefully, you know, after that, we'll be able to kind of get kind of start releasing stuff and put together some I'm artwork. We're very excited and, about the project. So. Yeah. So those are those are two of them. Are going to be you spin me and uh, and uh, of course uh, never going to give you up, which was uh, the catalyst for the whole thing. We actually just watched the first time we ever played Never Going to Give You Up. We were just watching it right before we came on the yeah. air because it was uh, John's first show. Yes. And and John, I'm like I'm like John, you got to see how fast you were playing this one song. And then I wish I could go back in time and just like. Tell myself, slow the fuck down. <laughs> and then I'm just like, dude, you're like, listen to how I played Never Gonna Give You Up. I completely botched the fucking beginning I of it. I got better over time. You absolutely did. So did I. Except my yes. solo, my solo Friday night was way hey, out of tune. It, it, it was way out of tune, but it sounded so cool. It did. It was like an octave. It was almost like a full octave down. So it was but okay. It was a solo. It was a really cool solo. It would have sounded better if it was in tune. I was like playing. I was like, "Ooh, he's trying something new here." I wasn't. I was trying to play the, but it was like so <laughs> bent on it. Like I, I, because like the way we play uh, bomb the incel industry now is I, I do some like ska chords and then a little uh, you know solo kind of lick of the of the main riff, and then there's a bend, and apparently when I did the bend, I bent my G string so much. That it dropped to like A flat, like an octave lower. Like if it would have gone down one more note, it would have been perfectly, like it, it would have been perfectly intonated to what it should have sounded like. But <laughs> hey, you're very creative with it, though. <laughs> very creative, though. It, it, it still sounded good to me. I mean, it it worked, but it was like it worked. It's yeah, like something definitely. doesn't sound right. And then I went to kind of reprise it after, and it's like, like, oh, yeah, no, not doing that. That doesn't sound good. Let's let's not do that. So, but uh, but yeah, it was a good set. It was a good set. We had a you know everybody had some fun, uh, and uh, Jasmine's here. She's got she's actually got all of the covers. Uh, between Yellow Sauce and Living Brain Dead that were played the other night, I sent all the all the covers to her. Nice, because <laughs> she 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 was talking about she wanted to hear Katie sing Dead or Alive, and it was like, all right, she might have forgot the second verse, but she did. She she does amazing with it. Oh yeah, and and just that was it's a lot of that fun. That's funny. It's a lot of fun to play, and and so is. I was laughing my ass off when it came to the second verse. I was like, you. Can't I especially so she says it was like she was really there, especially with Yellow Sauce, because we got like soundboard audio for Yellow Sauce. When I went to go record Yellow Sauce, it overwrote the Living Brain Dead audios. <laughs> Luckily, I was using my backup camera too and was able to get our whole set. So I got the audio from both sets and video in full from our set. So. Your your buddies in the yellow sauce are funny. So so I I am told the night before like. Uh, I'm getting texts like, do you have a red fitted hat? Like, uh, yeah. Could you wear your red fitted hat and Ryan can steal it off your head when we play break stuff? <laughs> what? Okay, sure. 
And then, uh, and then, like, is that why you're wearing a San Francisco hat? That's why I was wearing a red hat. It was my San, it was my San Francisco hat. Yeah, but like, that's why I wore a red hat because they asked me to. Okay. And like, Ryan starts, Ryan starts singing the song, and I, he forgot to grab the hat off my head. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, takes the hat off my head, sings the song. <laughs> It was kind of like, it's just, it was one of the, like, like, Yellow Sauce does a lot of, like, spontaneous shit. Like, that was planned, but, like, it wasn't fully planned. Like, I wasn't completely in on it. So, like, when he got to, like, oh, I pack a chainsaw, I'm like, wait, I should just do the what's. What? <laughs> I pack a chainsaw, what? what? And, and, like, it threw him off, because he didn't know, like, that I was going to do that. He's like, did I fuck up? And he's oh, no, he's in on it. <laughs> you know? Like okay, okay, let's let's uh, you know, I'll just we'll just keep going. <laughs> I thought you were dying with your mask on when we were playing. Oh man, like, I had to fix. Before so, we did the set, I had to fix his mask because yeah. his face was everywhere. Yeah. So like I always, uh, for every set, we use a, uh, you know, I, I wear a face mask. It used to be like a, I used to have a bandana. And now I got like an actual like, you know, wrap that you can, uh, I think you can actually buy them on shop.livingbraindead.com. Uh, but I, I got the, I got the face wrap. So like that goes around my face and like, I cannot see it. So I always have to be like, John, fix my mask. <laughs> you know? And normally I- oh, I'll fix it, honey. <laughs> normally I'll wear it for, uh, for okay boomer and then take it off. Um, and I would, I, I definitely would have died had I been wearing the fucking bandana because that I had was, to get that hoodie off out of the third song. Yeah. Uh, so, but we, we uh, made this executive decision to just rip through the first three songs. So I did not have an opportunity to take the mask off, nor you the hoodie, uh, until we were done with our third song. I was like, I can't wait for my water break. So like, as soon as that third song's over, I'm like trying to peel this mask off my face. <laughs> I'm serious about it. Wear one of those beer dispenser hats so I get a straw so I can drink water. Yeah, right, and right. Going through the third, those three songs. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I definitely, uh, I was definitely like, yeah, this this mask needs to come off. And then like I go to like I go to address the audience and do this whole thing that we had like planned out. And Ryan's like, hey Joe, can I get a little more of me in my monitor? Like, you. I, I'm about to talk to the audience here. Give me a minute. You know? We love then, Ryan. We love Ryan. And then I'm giving the I'm I'm giving my little speech that I came up with, and I'm hyping up all the bands, and I get to Yellow Sauce, and Karina comes up to me. Hey, Kaiser Solzy dropped off the show. Okay, Kaiser Solzy just so everybody's got to interrupt me while I'm giving my speech. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, all right, happy birthday, Karina. Here's uh, here's a song off our '80s cover CP, but. You know? um, it was actually Ryan's last show with us. It was Ryan's last show with us. That's a that's a huge bummer. Gonna miss him. Uh, so we we'll, we'll get we're gonna go back to some questions here. Yes. Um, Let's answer them. Okay, John, what do you put on a pizza, and why is it bananas? How do you know about that? <laughs> I never told anybody about that. John, favorite Assassin's Creed game. Ooh. You play the Assassin's, Assassin's Creed games? Sorry. I own a couple of them. I've never played them. Sorry, Johnny. I didn't know. Yeah, I, it just didn't seem like my kind of game. Sorry, so I just I, I never played it. I, I, I don't know if I don't like it or not, but I, no, I never played it. I don't know if I... 
So when I bought Maybe my I should. when I bought my Xbox One, they were doing a promotion where you got like two Assassin's Creed games and like one of the Madden games with it. And like I never played the Assassin's Creed games. It just didn't seem like something that would be up my alley. Um so I didn't really play it. I, I can't say I hate it or not. Right, right, exactly. It just doesn't seem like something that I'd be into, but, you know, like, I'm sure they're they're great games. Everybody yeah. always talks about how good they are, so I'm sure they're good. Uh, John, give it a shot. John, what is your least favorite game? My least favorite game? Yes. Nitro. <laughs> Have you ever played Nitro? <laughs> Yeah, you have no. no? Okay, so you you just okay, because I told you about the because I told you about the B level, right? This sounds like, awful. Uh, the okay, B my, the B level's okay, awful. Okay, my least favorite game. Uh, this is hard. Uh, Tell you what, man, I played. I don't know. I played Paperboy for the first time in my life the other day, because Ryan. Was, I sucked. You know what? I sucked at that. Dude, Ryan was gushing about that game and how he used to play it at the arcades. Like, dude, you gotta let me come play it. Yeah. And like, and like, I'm like, dude, yeah, come, come, fucking play it. But uh, and I'm like trying to play it. So the thing is, like, it, it's Paperboy, but it's on the Mortal Kombat machine. So you're playing with the Mortal oh, Kombat controls. Okay. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I, mean, I, I tried on Nintendo. Yeah. Way back then. I mean, those Nintendo games. There was a there was a term for them. Nintendo hard. Because those Nintendo games were really fucking difficult. Yeah. I don't know if Paperboy was one of those, but like yeah, a lot of those Nintendo games. Like I, to this day, have not beaten uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Really? <laughs> to this day, I have not beaten Ghosts and Goblins. I used to play that, play the fuck out of that game, and I sucked. I couldn't, I couldn't get past like the third or fourth level. I don't remember which. Um, but yeah, like uh, I mean, but I wouldn't say that they that uh, that you know I didn't like it because of that, but like. I don't know. I, I can't play um, first-person shooters. I physically cannot play them. Like, I get motion sick. It's terrible. Um, I can play them for, like, five, ten minutes at a time. So, like, I've played and beaten Doom, but it took me, like, a week and a half. Because I'm just sitting there like, all right, all right I got to put this down. There you go. <laughs> um, one of my, I'll tell you, my least favorite segments in a game is the fucking special stages in Sonic CD. Who the fuck came up with that bullshit? Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, uh, continuing on. John, thoughts on random guy in the back. P.S., what was his name? Sam. Yeah, Wasted Rejects. Go see him on, uh, my, on Sunday. My thoughts? I love that dude. Go see him on He's Sunday at brother. Mohawk Place. We'll be there. Yeah, Sam's a great guy, man. He was at our show the other day. He's up there with. I, I, he's amazing. We, he's up artist. there with the balloons and. <laughs> I used to be in a band with him. Yeah. He's a great artist. He's a great dude. Great dude. Uh, Joe and John, what happened to the Dreadnecks? Haven't heard about you. Haven't heard you talk about them in a while. I love the Dreadnecks, and uh, I believe uh, one of their guitar players just left, um, which isn't a problem for the Dreadnecks because they've been through many, many, many lineup changes. Uh, and yeah, too, lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the Dreadnecks are going to be just fine and they're they're still yeah. out playing shows. Um, just, they haven't really played uh, much of Buffalo uh, recently, so... Good band, though. Yeah. So, uh, but hopefully we'll, hopefully hopefully we'll see them yeah. again soon. 
Uh, they're not one. I, I've been uh, trying to book my birthday show for this year, and I have not asked them. Usually, I usually they're one of the first bands, but I was like, I want to do something different this year. I'm gonna so I'm gonna ask like bands that I don't usually get to get to play with. Um, like I I asked and confirmed actually, Smitten for Trash is gonna be on my birthday show this year. Uh, they were supposed to be on last year. They got they got COVID, couldn't do the show, just like every other band on the show, including us. Um, and then uh, I just I reached out to another band last night. I'm waiting to hear back from them. I'm gonna reach out to another band right after the show too. Uh, but the Dreadnecks, not one of them. I do love the Dreadnecks though, and I do look forward to every chance I get to see them. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, you know, just hasn't been a lot to talk about as far as the Dreadnecks. So. Uh, so that would be why we haven't talked about the Dreadnecks in a while. John, how do you feel about the B-movie? You ever see the B-movie with Jerry Seinfeld? I never saw it. I never... Um, B-movie. Yeah, I never saw it either. No, I've never seen it. Yeah. Nintendo made games difficult intentionally so you couldn't beat it while renting it and you'd buy it instead. That makes perfect sense, actually. Bring back Think So Joe Gaming with John. <laughs> I just got a PlayStation 2. Like the way I, she thinks. I just got a PlayStation 2. I need to get the HDMI hookup so I can run it through run it through the setup here and just play Mortal Kombat Trilogy all night on fucking Twitch. Oh, yeah. John loves random guy in the back. John, my brother. John, from least to greatest fighting, in your opinion, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter Tekken and Killer Instinct. Which, which, is, which is your least... And then go up. My least. What? Which is your least favorite out of the out of the out of the four of those? Killer Instinct, Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so my favorites. I'll go with my favorite. Okay, what's your favorite? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. All right, mine too. Uh, what's second? Second. I never played any of those other games. You never played Street Fighter? Oh, Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> that goes say. second. It, it goes Motor Combat, Street Fighter. What is the other two? Tekken and Killer Instinct. You ever played either of those? Not those. Okay. Uh, those, those are the only two that I know. I have I have played all four of those. Uh, definitely Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, the top two. Mortal Kombat number one, of course. I get the you know, right here. <laughs> Right on, right, on, right on my arm. I got the arcade machine right in the next room. So uh, I was playing him. Yeah, he was playing the other night. Was, you got out of the shower. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat, then Street Fighter, Killer Instinct, and Tekken. I think probably that order. And I don't really like Killer Instinct that much. So, <laughs> and, 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 and that's nothing against Killer Instinct. I just have no fucking clue how to play that game anymore. I used to play it all the time. Like we used to hang out on Grand Island, and, and one of our friends had it for Nintendo sixty four or Super Nintendo, one of the two. And we used to play the shit out of that game. And I just do not remember how to do anything in that game. And I've got it for Xbox, um, Tekken. So the, there's a there's a place around the corner from me, and we just found out they lost their liquor license, so they're not open at the moment. Uh, and when I found out about this, I mentioned if you walk by there and, and, and you can't see it anymore, but like for a long, for the longest time, if you walk by there, you look in the window, there is a Mortal Kombat 2 machine converted into Tekken. And it's like, 
yeah, fuck that place. They deserve anything they get. <laughs> Desecrating Mortal Kombat like that. So <laughs> Bastards. Uh, John, favorite game, more, uh, Tony Hawk, one, two, three, four, or five. Favorite Tony Hawk game. <laughs> three? Tony Hawk, three. Uh, so, funny enough, I now have Tony Hawk, three on, like, three different platforms. I have it for PC, I have it for, uh, Xbox, and for PlayStation 2. <laughs> Uh, because I was given a PlayStation 2 with a bunch of games, and that was one of them. Um, Sleepover, so I could play it. <laughs> my, I, I am a Tony Hawk 2 guy all the way. I love Tony Hawk 2. I do, so it, it depends for Tony Hawk 3, because there are two different versions of Tony Hawk 3. Because oh, really? there's, there's like, the original PlayStation version. I got the original. So, so like, the original PlayStation version, and then there's, like, the the like the more modern, like, the Xbox and, and PlayStation 2 version, oh, which okay. is, uh, yeah. I, I prefer that to the original. different? They're, they're a little bit different. More graphics? Or? Uh, the graphics are better. The levels graphics are a little are bit different. You, there's, a, oh, there's more okay. stuff you can, like, do and destroy. And, gotcha. and you can completely, like, destroy one of the cities in the, in the you know, more, more upgraded version, which is what I was, dis, you know, specifically looking for uh, when, I, when I was buying copies of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Um, and I'm super excited to now have it on, on PlayStation 2 so I can play that version um, whenever I get around to hooking that up and, and having time to actually do anything because since I've gotten the PlayStation, I've played a show, gone to Nashville, <laughs> slept all day, procrastinated on work, had band practice. I've wor I worked from the time I got up to like 3 o'clock today and I, as soon as like uh, Dynamite is over tonight, I got to jump right back in the booth. And do a couple of hundred bucks worth of work. Yesterday, we were, the three of us was so tired of band practice. Oh yeah, for sure. Kirsten's uh, Kirsten's bouncing. She's got chores she needs to do. We hope to see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Joe and John, your favorite characters and their fatalities for Mortal Kombat. Your favorite? Who's your favorite Mortal Kombat character of all time? Out of any of the games. I'm not going to limit you to just, like, any specific Mortal Kombat game. Oh, Laura's, Laura's not right. She's early. Uh, <laughs> but uh, out of any Mortal Kombat game, we'll think about it during the song break, because we're about to go to a song break in about, uh, yeah. in about let, 20 let seconds. Back to you. Uh, and, and you can think about this, and I'll think about it a little bit, too, because I, I don't necessarily know uh, my favorite fatality. Um, I... But we will uh, we'll we'll go to a song break. We'll uh, we'll talk about this show coming coming up uh, this Friday night uh, down at the Buffalo Grill and Ale House. That's six zero three Dingen Street in Cheektowaga, uh, and that is uh, Lazy Ass Destroyer and okay, so it's Green Jello with Lazy Ass Destroyer and the Angry Soil All Stars, and then local support from Garfrankel, the Grave Diggers. And this band, the Clockers, good friends of uh, good friends of the show here, uh, and uh, that is at six thirty. It's eighteen and up. It's a thirteen dollar presale, seventeen dollars day of the show. Uh, this is the Clockers. This song is called "Friend to Me" on all WNY. Think so, Joe Show.
on all WNY Think So Joe show that song called Friend to Me catch them Friday night with with the legendary punk rock puppet show Green Jello Green down in Jello Green Jello sucks Green Jello sucks gotta go to, gotta go to that show man I don't know how I'm getting there home but I'm going <laughs> it's gonna be a killer show this is lineup, up man you got the you got the clockers who are fantastic uh, we got Green Jello Lazy Ass Destroyer Garfrankel and the Gravediggers. Like, that's going to be a good show. I, I am like, and I've been trying to see Lazy Ass Destroyer just every time he's been in town, I've been busy. So, like, I don't have anything going on Friday. I'm going to try and get to the show and go see Lazy Ass Destroyer and Green Jello, of course. Because fucking Green Jello. Gotta love Green Jello, man. Now, uh, oh, yeah. so, so before the break, uh, we were asked Mortal Kombat characters and their fatalities. Your favorite one? I don't know my fatality, but <laughs> I had to pick a character. Sub Zero. All right, all right. I uh, it depends on the game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, like, true, I true, true. I love Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat Three. But I love Baraka in Mortal Kombat 2 okay. and Scorpion in Mortal Kombat 1. Scorpion so, second. And then when you get to the newer games, like, I am a huge fan of Cassie Cage. Like, Cassie Cage is one of my favorite fucking characters. Like, I, like she plays well. And then, like, her fucking, you know, like, she'll kick your fucking guts out, jam her hands in between your fucking ribs, and just form a heart. <laughs> <laughs> like um, that's yeah these these newer fatalities are way more brutal than the ones back in the day um i don't know like don't put me in the game don't put you in the game you don't want to get your uh you don't want to get your midsection kicked out it's like being a match with brock lesnar you get the scorpion fatality where he knocks your head off and then just shoots the harpoon at the spear at you and just 
So now your head's floating in the air with this fucking giant metal hook going through it? Yeah, I'm gonna nightmare tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, I was playing, uh, somebody posted the fatality, uh, Kano's fatality from Mortal Kombat 3 where he just reaches in and pulls out your whole ass skeleton through your mouth. And I'm like, yo, that's the first fatality I ever did in that game. I did it at the Walden Galleria Mall, and I did it, like, on an earlier revision before they changed the button combination to what it is now. That was the first fatality I ever did in Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> Johnny Mercury says, modern game, Johnny Cage ribs open up, and he says, here's Johnny. Uh, fatality from MK Deadly Alliance, the br brain rip from uh, Johnny Cage. John, thoughts on electricity? Thoughts on electricity, okay. Thoughts on electricity. Well, uh, I like lights. I mean, I mean I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> Not literally afraid of the dark. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's, um, electricity is a great thing to have. Good call. <laughs> Yeah. Great thing, yeah. Yeah, especially in this heat, man. It's 86 yes. degrees. We are sweating because I didn't get the fan out today. So we're like, I, I did put a button on the stream deck to control the air conditioner now, so I don't I don't have to say out loud any uh, any voice commands for anybody that, that'll set off anybody's, uh, you know, wiretaps in their homes. So, uh, so like every single song break, we're just like AC. <laughs> John, did you make forts or have a treehouse when you were younger? Forts. You made forts? <laughs> that was a can of forts. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I didn't. I uh, my I used I, to I used to take like uh, like shoestrings and like tie them around the fucking chairs in the living room so it'd be like uh, wrestling ring ropes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it seemed, uh, but that was when I was like a little, little kid. It wasn't like we were talking about last week with the dude with the clotheslines tied around the trees in his backyard when he was fucking 17, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, anyway. So, uh, we're going to be playing the Music is Art Festival this yes, year. Yes, we are. We are. We always, do, party. we always do a Music is Art showcase on the podcast, and we always try to tell you, you know, we, we try to give you bands throughout the course of the day to go to. So now you're going to, uh, the night before, you're going to go see Newfound Glory. Yes. And then I'm planning on being at Music is Art all day, so we got to figure out when we're going to have uh, some sort of uh, full band practice. Yes. If you know that might be like a ten o'clock in the morning thing, so I could get to music as art and be like, "Yo, who's playing at eleven a.m.?" Um, oh, yeah. I went down to uh, I went down last year and I caught Jay Aquarius playing at uh, you know eleven thirty on the on the Cheerios stage, and uh, definitely uh, was like, "Yeah, this is cool." Like, stayed. I was there all day. I saw so many bands all throughout the day. Uh, the silo stage is cool. That's where we're playing. I saw uh, uh, at the helm over there, and I saw hearts and hand grenades over there. So uh, seven fifteen, seven fifteen at the Ganson silo stage. We're down there, 
Uh, one, of, one of the bands that's on one of these shows that we're promoting this weekend, I don't know if it's one that we, that we picked to play, uh, but one of the bands that's on one of the shows that we're talking about this weekend is actually playing that same stage at 8.15. Like, like an hour after we are. Uh, let's see, we have, uh, Laura says, where'd it go? Uh, did you miss me last week, John? She was of course. Uh, looking for I was a, wondering, where's Laura? She was looking for an H for you. Oh. <laughs> uh, Joe and John, when you were younger, did you have snowball fights or get physical, or did your snowball fights get physical, or did you have fun and leave? Uh, I think had fun and leave. Me too. <laughs> you know, I tried to bury my cousin in the snow. The worst was like my cousins and I would always like wrestle in the basement. And like we did not have a rug that was conducive to, uh, you know, rolling around on and wrestling. It was a very like abrasive rug. We did it on the trampoline. We didn't have one, so we had to, we just had the basement floor with a rug on it. <laughs> but my cousin, my cousin put me in a sharpshooter Boston crab or something once, and I like powered out of it, and he just went, his face just went right across this like really abrasive fucking rug that was in the basement, and he gets up and he's just got scrapes all across his face, <laughs> and we're going to see Metallica together on on Thursday next week, anyway. <laughs> Laura is John is John's new tag team partner, Johnny Mercury's new tag team partner. So she, because he's Mercury, she's Laura Nitro. <laughs> I saw Eminem wrestle like uh, on a house show before they were on the before they were on WWE TV. It was a it was a fun show. It was right after uh, like John Cena lost the U.S. title to Orlando Jordan. Yeah. Or so like, and JBL was still the champion. So JBL's coming out, and he's, you know, he got beaten like ten seconds in whatever his match was, and he's like, "What kind of chicken shit way of winning that match was that?" <laughs> anyway, favorite submission hold. Johnny Mercury loves the sharpshooter. What's your favorite submission hold, John? Mine's. Uh... Oh, that's a good one. Oh. I was partial to the cross-faced chicken wing, the Bob Backlund style. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to go with my boy, uh, Angle. You got the ankle lock going? Yeah, All but right. when, when he he kind of falls down and... So, so with the grapevine, like yeah. the... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Laura likes the bear hug. The bear... No one does the bear hug anymore, but that... I know. Bring bear that hug back... back. Bear hug back in the day, man. That was like, oh shit, Hulk Hogan's gonna squeeze the life out of this guy. He's hulking <laughs> or, or, or whoever wrestles Hulk Hogan is gonna squeeze the life out of him. And Hulk Hogan's just, you know, they don't do the arm drop anymore no, either. Anymore. You remember like Hulk Hogan would just like, the arm would drop, drop the second time, and then the referee would hold it up for like this uncomfortably long time the third time and just drop it. And Hogan would be like, mm. You know, get the finger going. You! <laughs> they don't do that anymore, man. <laughs> Makes me sad. I did see a match, and, and it was something I always thought would have been cool to do, and I saw this recently where, like, uh, you know, the referee was doing the arm drop thing, and the dude's arm dropped over the rope, so <laughs> they had to break the hold. It's like, yeah, that's what I, that's something I would have booked if I was a wrestling booker. Because I'd never seen anything like that before. Who did the ankle lock better, Kurt Angle or Ken Shamrock? 
Yo, I'm gonna, whoa. Okay, I do like what Kurt Angle ha has done to the ankle lock, but I gotta go and can Shine Rock. <laughs> He's brutal. I Did Dude, Ken Shamrock. WrestleMania 14. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I also would go Ken Shamrock. I mean, Kurt Angle took that and made it his own, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have done it since, too. And uh, you Ken know. Shamrock is brutal at it. I mean, like, he's the one that made that famous. You know, Kurt Angle did, too, but... I mean, if if Ken Shamrock hadn't done it, would Kurt Angle have done that specific move? It's not an amateur hold, right? So, I mean, like, he had to learn it from somewhere, probably watching Ken Shamrock. So, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he can use that in an amateur wrestling match in the Olympics. I, I have no idea. I don't the know what the rules are. Least favorite is <laughs> the Boston Crab. Least favorite move is the Boston Crab? Come on. Okay. I could easily get out of that. Here's what I don't get, man. I don't get the sharpshooter, and here's why. Why? Has nobody ever watched Bret Hart versus Owen Hart? Because from... every time, from WrestleMania 10. Okay, yes. Because I... if you watch that match, Owen gets Bret in the sharpshooter, Bret reaches back, grabs Owen's leg, and pulls it out from under him, and gets out of the sharpshooter. You're telling me... In the years, in, 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 in the 20 years, almost 30 years since this match took place, nobody has thought to do that in a match against Bret Hart? Nobody's thought, nobody, nobody was like, hey, I remember seeing Bret get out of this like this. No, they just stay in the fucking sharpshooter and they tap out. Nobody's seen, no, nobody knows the counter for this move? <laughs> okay. Ultimate question, is it RKO or a diamond cutter? He still calls it the diamond cutter. Um, I also have to go with the diamond cutter. <laughs> Bang. Bret Hart is God. What religion are you studying? Shawn Michaels is God. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're, you're in the wrong crowd here, buddy. Yes. <laughs> We're all HBK. All the way. <laughs> She's right. Bret Hart's been retired for over 20 years. <laughs> yeah, she, she has so. a point. Or does has a point. She does she, have a point. She always has a point. But, my, but, but the point stands the Scorpion yes. Deathlock. When other people, like when The Rock does a sharpshooter, as, as poor as that looks. Like nobody thinks to reach back and pull the guy's leg out from this her. This is our, uh, Claudio? Claudio? He does um, a sharpshooter? Yeah. Um... Yeah, like I think he does that in tribute of uh, Tyson Kidd, who was doing the char sharpshooter. Oh, his former tag because they were partner. tag team partners when Kidd got his neck broken. Yes, um, he retired. But but still, like you watch all these Bret Hart matches, these classic Bret Hart matches that took place after WrestleMania ten and after he got out of the sharpshooter that way. No one ever. Nobody tried. fucking thinks to do this. Like, don't you guys watch tapes? Don't you study? Like, aren't we supposed to pretend this is a real sport? Favorite ECW wrestler, John's, is Steve Carino. It's an interesting choice. Favorite ECW wrestler? Very. I mean, I know mine because he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, period. But uh, who's your mine? favorite? Yeah, who's your, who's your favorite ECW wrestler? 
Mr. Pay-Per-View. Oh, you gotta, you're going RVD. Ban Dam. Laura says EC, her favorite ECW wrestler is the Shaw of ECW, Hack Myers. Uh, but of course, I have to go with Raven. <laughs> Raven or the Sandman. Sandman, so, so I met both of them, actually. Uh, Sandman poured beer down my throat. Like, I got to be part of that iconic Sandman entrance. And uh, and Raven was cool as shit. Like, Brian and I went to meet Raven because he was both of our favorite wrestlers. How, how is he? Raven was pretty cool, man. He was, nice. he, was, he was just chill. Yeah, he was just, you know, like, there to sign autographs and take pictures. But, like, he was, he was you know, nice about it. He wasn't a dick, you know? Like, you know, when I met Stacey Keebler and she was just like, you know, nose up in the air, not answering questions, not talking to people, just signing autographs, get the fuck out of here, basically. Sitting right next to Edge, who's in a neck brace and cool as fuck. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, guys, I should be back around November. Thanks for asking. Hey, you know, I appreciate you being fans. Here you go. Here's your autograph. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I have been a Raven fan since that character debuted in ACW. Uh, I was so happy when he won the NWA Heavyweight Championship when he was in TNA. and I don't know. I mean, I've been a Johnny Polo fan for a long time. <laughs> I mean, they... I mean, I don't know if they're related or... Dude, it took me so damn long to realize who the fuck Raven was before he was Raven. Uh, the Mountie's manager. Yeah, Johnny met... Uh, Johnny Polo! Met Steve Steve Carino and C.W. Anderson in North Carolina, and uh, ooh, he introduced you to Dusty Rhodes. I can see why he'd be your favorite. <laughs> American dream, baby. You always got the cowbell. You're sitting there with a the cowbell. I'm just like, he's just a common man. Yeah, I know we're doing that. And, and, it, and it hit me. Like, the night after we got home, because I'm sitting here fucking with these drums, and there's, you know, one of the settings has uh, has the ride cymbal set as a cowbell, so I'm just, do, 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 do. And I'm like, shit, I should have asked Jimmy Hart if that was him singing on that song. Because <laughs> I swear was. that's Jimmy Hart singing on the fucking, uh, on the, uh, you know, the, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, uh, WWE theme song, Common Man. Thoughts on The Rock? Biggest star in Hollywood? He needs to come back. <laughs> biggest star in Hollywood? He was the biggest star in wrestling. Uh, he left for like seven years, didn't even acknowledge wrestling existed. And then he came back and everybody's like, oh, we love The Rock. And, uh, you know, I was kind of pissed off about it at the time, but I'm over it. I, I, uh, I, I, even, I even just recently bought Central Intelligence. <laughs> because... you, know, you know who you should acknowledge? <sighs> You know who sh you should acknowledge? My tribal <laughs> I, chief, I've, Roman I've, Reigns. I had to listen to this all damn weekend. Roman Reigns, baby. I had to listen to this Still all the weekend. I a, acknowledge him. I, I had to deal with this all weekend. This guy, Roman Reigns, I acknowledge my tribal Woo! chief. We're walking through Nashville. Literally, We're the ones. We're walking through the airport in Chicago. We're seeing Bloodline t-shirts. We get to Nashville. We see Bloodline t-shirts everywhere. Shake it over, baby. I'm just, I finally saw some Brock Lesnar t-shirts. Like, there we go. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, no. I didn't see any Theory t-shirts, though. <laughs> Theory let, let, comes let me, out. Let me, let me tell you something. 
We're, we're we get to we get to WrestleMania or to uh, to SummerSlam and we get, go to the merch booth and we're looking at the merch booth. This is what the merch is: SummerSlam memorabilia, a John Cena T-shirt, and uh, what the fuck was the other one? It was somebody else that wasn't there. I don't remember who. But it was like it was like two guys that aren't on this show, and SummerSlam merch. Like what the fuck? I can't buy a Becky Lynch or Bianca Belair t-shirt or a Roman... I can't buy Bloodline merch if I wanted to or Brock Lesnar merch or Theory merch. Replica Money in the Bank title so I could go cash my in. my dead body. <laughs> I'm going to wear a Theory t-shirt. Replica, replica Money in the Bank briefcase so I could go cash in myself. <laughs> Just so I don't got to listen to this guy like, acknowledge your tribal chief all fucking weekend. Sam agrees. Sam agrees with me. Background guy, big knowledge of tribal chief. The Rock says he was never going. He's never going away via satellite. Yeah, I was. I via was satellite. In, yeah, I was in the building when that promo happened <laughs> via satellite. He's he's literally sitting. Don't even in, think about it, Rock. He's sitting in fucking Miami. He's like, oh, finally, the Rock has come back to Buffalo. Like, where? I, I'm in. I'm in the arena. The ring's empty. <laughs> Don't even think about coming back and ch challenging my tribal chief. <laughs> Craziest moment in my life. Met Owen Hart at King's Dominion theme park three months before he died. Great guy. We'll never forget it. Uh, how many John Cena shirts did you buy? I did not buy any because I was not standing in that fucking line for somebody who wasn't even on the damn show. I don't get, like, it was literally... I, I wish he was on the show. Do you remember who the other person was? Because there was, there was two of them. There was John Cena and there was somebody else and they were, it, was, it was Stone Cold. Yeah, they Stone had a, Cold. They had a Stone Cold t-shirt. Like, why? He's not on the show. I don't even think he was in Nashville. It's just like, hey, you, you want to buy this Austin, you want to buy this Nashville 316 t-shirt? No the fuck I don't. Sell merch that people are going to, the actual wrestler is going to be on the show. You have to buy it offline if you want a good shirt. But AEW has all the shirts. He didn't buy any because he couldn't see them. <laughs> uh, where is it? There it is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, it was just weird. Like, I, they had like a big like store you could walk in, and I think they might might have had more merch. Had but more. why not have them at your at all the merch tables? Yeah. Like, if I wanted to buy a Street Profits T-shirt. Like, back then, going to restaurant shows, they would have the t-shirt. Yeah. The people that are going to be on the show. Yeah. They're actually in the company still. Rather buy a Danhausen shirt. He's epic. Don't I know somebody with a Danhausen shirt? This guy. <laughs> he bought the Danhausen shirt, so I went with the Claudio t-shirts. <laughs> we went to AEW. He's very evil. Hey, very nice. Very evil. Very elite. <laughs> Yeah, Stone Cold has been retired for 20 years, except he wrestled just like two months ago. So really, what are we, what are we talking about here? He, he did have a match. He wrestled Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Hey, if you ever need a lawyer, we need to hire Dan Housen. Hire Dan Housen. <laughs> or Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Ryan. <laughs> definitely Ryan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just just why like why not have everything at every merch booth instead of like oh we got this big store you could go in, or you could buy SummerSlam merch or two guys that don't wrestle uh, that that aren't on this show or probably aren't even in Nashville. Like what the fuck? Were there any Prince Albert shirts? No, 
I was kind of looking for like when we were walking back over the over the bridge back over to like uh, third uh, to like Third Avenue. I was kind of looking at everybody's t-shirts. I was just kind of trying to find like some some obscure wrestling t-shirts. I didn't really see any. So, yeah, Stone Cold unretired for one match. One match. John, opinion on Hookhausen. The greatest team ever. <laughs> Hook is your FTW champion. Congratulations to him. Yeah. He won His the dad's very proud of him. Won the title last week on uh, on AEW Dynamite, which is coming up in about five minutes, AEW Dynamite. I still haven't seen NXT from last night because I was... I got home, I jumped right in the booth, and then I worked until I didn't feel like working anymore. I'm like, I'm going to take a four-hour nap, which turned into a six-hour nap, so I missed three deadlines. <laughs> Woke up, got those jobs done, and now I've got a deadline at, like, midnight that's, like, 6,000 words or something. So, that's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah. So, like, as soon as Dynamite's over, I'm jumping right in the booth. I've got about uh, 12,000 words, like, right back to back to back, so. <laughs> Busy boy you are. Uh, it's because I didn't feel like working the first two nights after we got home. I did, like, the bare minimum, and I'm paying for it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, let's, let's talk about this last show and yes. play this last song, and we can turn this AC back on. Uh, because it is still 86 degrees here in Buffalo. Uh, but uh, Lost Like Lions are performing Saturday at Rec Room. That's at 79 West Chippewa Street in Buffalo. Uh, it is their Fear of Letting Go EP release show with Wild Once, Tuesday Night, and Karma Queen. And it's emceed by DJ Market Fresh. And I fully intend... Things you might not know, I told a famous rock band to keep it down. This is true. I, I did once tell a famous rock band to keep it down. <laughs> They, I got. I I told people that there was a rock band in this room. They still put an elderly lady right next door to them, and of course, I'm getting the call. Oh, this they're making so much noise next door. So I had to literally call New Year's Day and tell them to turn 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 it down. But anyway, <laughs> that that is a true story. Uh, anyway, Lost Like Lions, Fear of Letting Go EP. This is gonna be a killer show, man. You got killer. Uh, you got Karma Queen on this show. Tuesday night is on the show. Here's what you gotta, we gotta go to the show, uh, what is it, Saturday at Rec Room. You gotta come with me because you're, you got questions about what you can bring to music as art and the person to ask will be at the show on Saturday. So you come with me to the show, you talk to Sarah, she'll tell you what, what you need to bring. Okay, Sounds I like a go. Plan. And then you get to see Karma Queen and feel bad about being a musician because you'll never be as good as they are. But, <laughs> but uh, Lost Like Lions, uh, Fear of Letting Go EP releases this Friday, and you can stream that everywhere as of Friday, uh, this coming Friday, and they're playing, or Saturday, so the EP, I think, comes out Friday, I think I'm correct in that, but the show is Saturday, uh, at the Rec Room, it is at 6pm, and I have no other information as far as ticket prices, ages, anything like that, but this is Lost Like Lions, and I do believe this is off the new EP, and this song is called Conversation on all WNY, Think So Joe Show. We'll see you next week.
Yeah, you're 